Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select Bet, and as ever, I'm joined by Greg to preview this week's best bets in Scotland. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, it's good, thank you. Uh, another win for the mighty St Johnson last night, up to 10th and four points clear of what I would say is doomed Livingston, hopefully. Yeah, it's looking that way, isn't it? Um, yeah, we'll be talking about St Johnson getting their passports out if things continue <laughs> the way things are going under Craig Levine. So, yeah, a really good start under him away to Motherwell this week, which we'll get to pretty shortly. Um, we've got a full card this week by the looks of it. Greg last week was wiped out. Well, certainly the lower league matches were wiped out by the weather. Yeah, we kind of called that out on Monday that it was going to be a, a depleted card. And it was, I think, over the 16 games on Saturday, only seven went ahead. So 11, um, quite a few matches postponed last weekend. But we had a, a full card in the Premiership this week. Uh, some Lots of great talking points across some of the matches. Aberdeen's demise, Bayer Robson under huge pressure. Uh, Stuart Kettlewell at Motherwell under massive pressure after another defeat. Ross County on the up under new manager Derek Adams. As you see, St Johnson picking it up now as well under Craig Levine. A, a Comanic away win last night. Yeah, incredible, yeah. who'd have thought? So, yeah, was, <laughs> so lots of great talking points from this week's matches, and I think we've got a very attractive card this weekend in the in the four divisions. And I think so far we've got no fewer than seven bets shared in the channel. Yeah, yeah, plenty to look forward to. I know sometimes we, we look at the card and go, oh God, that's a tough one, but this one we're, we're looking forward to. It's a, the Gambler Christmas night out as well, so we'll be sitting checking our coupons come Saturday afternoon. Absolutely, half past two start, coupons at the ready, it'll be football bingo, I'll have a few um, Hollywood bets on as well. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, okay, let's get started, we've got uh, Aberdeen v Hearts, uh, Aberdeen as you say, Barry Robson in serious trouble now, I guess, the one kind of light at the end of the tunnel for, for Robson is that he's got a cup final coming up next week, uh, and he'll certainly get a shot at that I would think, but if things continue the way they're going for the Dons, I don't think Robson will be there for too much longer. No, I have to say, I'm actually surprised he's still there. I, I know I've already got a cup final week, um, next weekend, but to be sitting in 11th place, now, Livia bottom in 10 points. Livia have got the smallest budget in the league. We knew and thought they'd have a, a tough season ahead of them. But for Aberdeen to only be three points ahead of them and 10 points off, well, I guess third place hearts at this stage in the season, given what they've spent, it's criminal. Yeah. And I would be... <clears throat> Surprised if there was any any more than twenty percent of Aberdeen fans happy he's still in charge. The, the view that I think that I'm hearing in kind of social media is they want him gone. But I think they've accepted he's going to be there this weekend and into the final. Yeah, and he's particularly tight with the owner as well, isn't he? So he might get a wee bit more time than than some other manager might might get. Yeah, and I, I don't think I'm not here to try and get people sacked and, and to lose their jobs, but. It's just a dire season for them so far. I think they've got away with getting to a final, which has massively helped Barry Robson, and I guess some decent performances in Europe. But they're so Jekyll and Hyde. That game last night for Aberdeen was must-win against Kilmarnock, against a Kilmarnock yeah. side who we know are brutal away from home, don't pick up yeah. any points, must-win for Aberdeen, going into the 90th minute, and they end up losing a, a wonder goal um, in, in that game. To be fair, Kilmarnock should have had a man sent off after three seconds. If you've yeah, got a chance to look at it, it's a, a blatant elbow three seconds into the match. And mm-hmm. if that goes the way it should go in terms of Kelly going into 10 men, then you'd expect Aberdeen to have won that match. So yeah. fine line. Same with last weekend when they missed a penalty at Easter Road. 20 minutes to go. 
two one if they scored that penalty, could have got a point from that match. But yeah. fine, fine lines for them. Yeah, so it's Hearts who are the visitors. They had been going pretty well, Greg, but they were beaten last night by Rangers. I think they put quite a bit of pressure on Rangers then, but just couldn't get the goal that would have won a point for them. Yeah, competitive enough in that game last night. Hearts, uh, they don't tend to pick up too many points now against Celtic and Rangers Hearts at home. But Stephen Naismith's had a fantastic November. Three wins on the spin in November. Four wins in the spin in the league which is fantastic. He's got manager of the month, uh, not shipping many goals. I guess the only criticism of Hearts at the moment is they're not scoring enough goals. Mm. And that's evident by the fact they've only scored, what, 14 or 13 league goals this season in 15 yeah. matches and they're third, which um, is quite incredible, yeah. really. And yeah. I guess what you could say is they're in third because of their defensive strength recently. Yeah, just 13 goals conceded, but you're right, just 14 goals in 15 games, but still managing to be third, which is maybe a reflection of the carnage underneath them as well. Yeah, it sums up the league season, really. It's, it's been an awful campaign for most of the clubs. I think at the moment, Hearts can be satisfied where they are, as can St Mirren, but that said, we'll touch upon St Mirren shortly. They're on a pretty dismal run as well, so there isn't many yeah. clubs who can be satisfied where they are or how they've performed the season so far. So in terms of an angle for this one, Aberdeen are 17 to 10, Hearts are 29 to 20. Um, you just couldn't be back in Aberdeen. Given no, absolutely not. I think for me, there's so much, there's so many better opportunities this weekend for me in Scotland. Yeah. And I think this game is well left alone. If I was to back anyone, I'd be back in Hearts. Mm. I don't think you can back Aberdeen at 13 to 8, given how they're getting on. And they're going to have the fans on their back from the off if they don't start this match well. I know they've got a cup final week after next and they're a bit Jekyll and Hyde. But to lose last night for me is unforgivable. Especially given how poor Kamarnik are on, on the road. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Anyone who listens to the podcast knows exactly how bad Kamarnik are on the Oh, it's, grim, it's, it's like one win a season away from home. And they've got their one win in December. I think it took them until about March or April last year to get a win on the road. Did, so, they, not yeah. win, did they not win up there in the cup last season, early doors as well? Yeah, they might have done. Few, yeah, few away from home. So. so obviously, in terms of that match um, for for this game on Saturday, no bet, absolutely yeah. no bet. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on to a game where we do have a bet. It's Livingston v Hibs, um, and I know that you're very keen to see Livingston's <laughs> awful run continue. <laughs> obviously, we're on them from early in the season to finish bottom, and is it to finish bottom two? Yeah, so we've got Livy to finish bottom, Livy to finish bottom two, and the same with St Johnston. So. St Johnson could very well still finish bottom or, or second bottom, but at the moment, that 8-1 to one we got on Livingston looks an absolutely tremendous shout. Um, it's now 5-4. to four. So, a cracking selection. If that, if that lands, I think we get 20-odd points back on the on the channel, just for that mm. one. It's like those two selections on Livy to finish bottom and bottom two. Mm. So, obviously, if my, my um, hatred of Livingston is not based on Livingston themselves, it's based on the fact that one, I want my club to stay up <laughs> and secondly, um, from a betting perspective, I want them to finish bottom so we get paid out in those two bets Yeah, and the way things are going, I think it's just one win in 13 for Livingston or something like that now um, really, really poor run of form that they've been on arguably and probably the worst uh, under David Martindale's tenure. And it's come early as well, I think last mm-hmm. season Livy were fantastic up until about January and they just tailed off but they actually started this season very well, actually. They started the season mm-hmm. pretty well. I thought that Livingston bet's going to be nowhere near. But they've literally 
collapsed the last two or three months. Six consecutive defeats. Just one win in the last ten. Uh, at home to Hibs, who up until last night had been in a good run of form. Three consecutive wins for Hibs. Looked to have kind of sorted themselves out. You've got to fancy Hibs on Saturday. You really do. And we managed to get 13-10 to 10 on the Hibs win. It's now just a shade below it. Like that, even money now for Hibs to win. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's only Thursday and we're getting, we got 13 to 10 for Hibs to win. Um, your Saturday punters will get 10 to 11, maybe even 4 to 5. Because yeah. people will look at that league table, Livingston bottom, Hibs fifth, Livingston sixty beats on the spin, a wee win. And it's hard to argue with that. Obviously, Livy are pretty competitive at home. They don't lose by that many goals, I guess, in their games at home. But I think Hibs are scoring goals. They scored another another two against Aberdeen on Saturday. So for me, the quandary of backing goals or backing the team to win, I've gone with both, which solves that quandary. <laughs> Hibs to win 13 to 10 and Hibs over 1.5 goals at 11 to 10. Yeah, I think that looks a decent shout. I'm always loath as you are to back Hibs at those short prices, but it's really, really hard not to include them in your, your thinking for the weekend, especially with Livingston. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a, um, I think cracking places we got for them. I think any any lower than that, I would not have probably been as keen. But to get thirteen to ten for Hibs to win at Levy is worth backing. Yeah, so we've already spoke about Barry Robson um, being in trouble at Aberdeen. David Martindale, not quite sure he's in trouble as such at Livingston, but certainly needs a win. Another manager who desperately needs a win is Stuart Kettlewell at Motherwell. It's now twelve without a win for the Steelmen. Uh, they're home to a resurgent St Johnson, Greg, who are on the up under Levine. Ninety-six minute winner for St Mirren last night, up to tenth. And I suppose the question is, can they get out of the bottom six? I don't think so. Uh, I think Kilmarnock and Dundee still have a little bit more than us. Hibs and Hearts will be top six as well. And it would take an almighty collapse from St Mirren for them not to make top six after their start. So um, at the moment for us, it's all about just staying up, given how we started the campaign and how the summer went in terms of performances in the League Cup and recruitment. So got to be happy sitting 10th. Got to be happy four points ahead. And I guess... As well, we've actually got some really good players. Matt Smith's been fantastic this season. Meethoff and Goal's been great. Dan Phillips is a, is a great player for us. Robinson at left-back's been brilliant. He's on one from Wigan. He's been outstanding as well. So there's definitely a lot of positives to take. I still think we're a lacking a goal threat, and that's something that we'll address in January. But we've got the kind of foundations here of a pretty decent team. Liam Gordon's back playing well as well after a really mm-hmm. poor start to the season. So um, away to Motherwell, yeah, Stuart Kettlewell, a man under serious, serious pressure. I didn't expect him to be sacked this week. I still think the Motherwell board will give him a bit more time. I'm not sure if he'll get any more time after this weekend if they were to lose at home to St Johnson this weekend. That would make it 13 without a win, nine defeats from 13, four draws. And of those four draws, all four draws were comebacks, three of them with 91st, 92nd minute equalisers. So you could have been talking potentially 11 or 12 defeats from 13 or 14. Mm. So it's they just can't defend, sorry, Motherwell, they cannot defend. They're conceding a lot of goals. I think they've um, shipped two or more now in eight of their last nine games. And they've, they've shipped three goals in a lot of games as well. Um, yeah. 
up at Ross County, at home to Ross County, Aberdeen scored three against them. So defensively, they're all over the place. But they do have a goal in them, though. They have scored in the majority of those matches. So I think for me in this match, given St Johnson's kind of revival a little bit, we are a bit more of a threat now, especially from set pieces. And that's where most of our goals tend to come from. Mother will have to win this. They really do. They need to stop the rot. And I think for me, the over two and two and a half Asian goal line is a fantastic price. So basically, over two and a half goals is even money. But if there's two goals, you get half your you get half your state back. So I, I do think there'll be goals in this game. I don't see there being any any fewer than two goals. So we've got that kind of safety net a little bit of half stakes back if there's yeah. only two goals. And I, I'd be I'd be very very surprised if there wasn't at least two goals in this match on Saturday. It's a real sign of uh, St. Johnson's revival when we're tipping over two and a half goals in St. Johnson games. <laughs> well, they all might come from Motherwell. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. But yeah. I think we've got a goal with us in this match, given how badly Motherwell are playing defensively. But Motherwell, if Stuart Kettlewell starts tonight, starting 11, they do have um, threats on their side. And they, they have been scoring goals. So mm-hmm. that's on our side as well. So, yeah, I just think that price is too big to ignore. And yeah. more than happy to back over two and two and a half Asian goals at even money. Yeah, I think the split line definitely helps there as well, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, next up we've got Rangers feed and the Rangers won at Tynecastle last night. It's now 11 without defeat under Philippe Clement. Um, and still, you know, trying to keep the pressure on Celtic at the top of the table. Yeah, they're getting the job done. I don't think they were great again last night, I don't think. Oh, Hearts kind of were quite competitive and gave them a decent match. They're getting the job done. Again, it was similar to their game against St Mirren on Saturday, sorry, Sunday. Mm-hmm. They weren't great by any stretch of the imagination, but a 2-0 win. And I can see this being very, very similar. Uh, a kind of routine 2 or 3-0 home win for, for Rangers. Dundee are 10-11 to to hit three corners, which we know is a a Greg favourite. Yes, <laughs> um, indeed. And Dundee are hitting some pretty good numbers. I think St Mirren hit five or six there on, on Sunday last week. So that's not the worst of shouts. Uh, I think Rangers hit 11 and 8 in their last two games against Aberdeen and against, sorry, against Hearts and St Mirren. So over 10.5 match, Connors pays 5 to 6. So that, that's probably the route I would go, go with for this match. It's probably either Dundee to hit three corners or match Connors at 5 to 6. Yeah, it looks like a kind of tough betting event, as you say, Rangers not firing on all cylinders, so even, you know, you wouldn't be looking at the handicaps on them, which traditionally you would maybe always do when they're playing a, a kind of team like Dundee at home. Yeah, I think so. 2-11 to 11 for Rangers, 16-1 to 1 for, for Dundee. I think Dundee can give a good account of themselves here and not, mm. get, not get hammered. I think they can stay in the game. I think for Dundee to get three corners too, I think 10-11 to 11 is, a, is a great price. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, let's move on to the next game. I did enjoy your Freudian slip there when we were talking about the Motherwell game. You said St Mirren can't keep a clean sheet or something along those lines. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Saints just look as if they've lost all momentum and all belief at the moment. It's just 1-1-7 and seven for St Mirren in that game against Livingston, who, you know, we've already documented their troubles at the moment. Yeah, listening to Stephen Robinson last night, in true Stephen Robinson style, he's obviously trying to um, gear the troops up and try and make out it's not a bad, as bad as it is. I think, one, they've got so many points on the board already, gives them a bit of breathing space in terms of criticism. But yeah. they need to arrest, they need to, um, I guess, resolve the issue at the moment, which is, one, they're losing far too many games that you'd expect them to get some points from. 
And secondly, they're not scoring goals. One goal in five, and that goal was an own goal in the Livingston game at home. So they've lost four of the last five against St Johnston, against I think Celtic Rangers, against Dundee, and against against Ross County. So this is a huge game, and they they are up against a, an inform Ross County. Yeah, uh, Derek Adams, a great start for him. Three consecutive home games following last weekend's postponement at Livingston. A draw and two wins, seven points from nine, three clean sheets, striker scoring goals. All is rosy and Dingwall, really. <laughs> Absolutely, and I guess they're a big price considering the form of the two sides at five to two. Big, um, and if you say Ross County beat St Mirren just a matter of weeks ago as well. Yeah, hundred percent. They are a big price and. Tell you what, if it's a pick a winner out of this match, I'd rather be on Ross County at five to two than St. Mm-hmm. at twenty three to twenty. Watching St. Mirren last night, yeah, they created a couple of chances, a couple of really good chances, which they should have scored from, but wasn't overly impressed, if I'm being honest. I, I do I still think they play better against St. Johnson in the four 0 game at Paisley. And before defeats from five, losing can be a habit as well. Mm-hmm. And against an informed side like Ross County, um, we'd be no surprise at all, really, if Ross County were to go there and pick up at least a point. So for me, I would I would av- avoid anyone backing St Mirren for this game. I think 23-20 is a bit short, given how they're playing and how Ross County are playing. So if I can give any advice in this game at all, it would be to avoid backing St Mirren on the win. They may very well win, but from a betting perspective and how things have gone the last few weeks... For both clubs, um, I think there's a, there's other options in here. So no surprise yeah. that I'm backing Ross County Corners. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's landed for us now, maybe four or five times in the last maybe six weeks. We backed them midweek again against Motherwell to hit five and um, two Motherwell cor- uh, cards. They hit, I think they hit seven in the end or six. So hitting, hitting really good numbers away from home as well. They're for eight, two, five, four, four, five, and four. Believe it or not, that eight was at Celtic Park on the opening day. Yeah. So yeah. they've hit four or more corners now in six of their seven away matches, which is which is good going. And they're four to nine to hit four here on Saturday. Doubled up on the bet builder with over 1.5 match goals. Mm. St. as I said, did create chances last night. They're due to score a goal. <laughs> it's been one and five for them now. Ross County more than capable of getting on the score sheet here. So 21 to 20 for... Ross County four corners and over 1.5 match goals in this game. Yeah, I guess that's <clears throat> excuse me a reasonable way I can get on side a wee bit with uh, Ross County. I see they are four to six on the double chance market, um, and just checking the draw bet they're eleven to eight. Um, yeah, again a bit like a bit like when we discussed Aberdeen, you really couldn't be back in St Mirren in this one either, given the form of both sides here. No, you can. I think the four to six is really good for Ross County. And normally that would have been an approach. It would have been Ross County corners and Ross County double chance. But I'll give St Mirren a bit of respect still in that they have yeah. had a good season up until recently. And we'll find out on Saturday whether or not it's a bigger issue than it is at the moment. Because losing five out of six is a big problem. And that needs to be um, to be stopped. But um, they may very well get a result and back on the winning streak. I, I don't see it. I think Ross County can go there and pick up at least a point. Yeah. Okay, so the bet in this one is Ross County over three and a half corners and over one and a half match goal, which is 21 to 20 on a bet 365 bet builder. 
Um, yeah, last game it. of last game of the Premiership this weekend is on Sunday. Celtic's visit to Kilmarnock. Um, Celtic already been beaten at Rugby Park this season, knocked out of the cup. Um, and Kelly up into the top half, Greg. I don't think we really seen that coming a few weeks ago. Um, but uh, that that result last night at Aberdeen's probably one of their best results of the season on top of those wins oh, that they've had against, yeah. against Celtic and Rangers at Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. No, definitely. Tough game for them last night up against an Aberdeen side who really needed to get the points. And by all accounts, Kilmarnock went up there. OK, they scored a last-minute goal. And what a goal it was by young Watson. Tremendous goal. If you've got a chance to, to watch it, mm-hmm. um, his first touch is tremendous. If that scored in the Premiership in England, we'd be seeing repeats in that for weeks. It was a tremendous goal, a great win for Kilmarnock. But they gave a good account of themselves last night up at Aberdeen. I think they hit um, five or six corners as well. And... As we know, away from home, the only average of one win away from home a season in, in the league in the mm. last few years, Kilmarnock. So to get a win last night, a terrific result in the top six, now picking up points away from home, they should very much fancy themselves as top six candidates. They'll continue to pick up points at home. This is a very tough game for Celtic. Very, very tough game. Not just because Kilmarnock got another three points last night, but as we know, this season, Kilmarnock have performed pretty well at home. Celtic can a bit of a funny side at the moment. Seems a bit flat at Parkhead um, yeah. on the pitch and off the pitch at the moment. I, I guess it's in Johnson last week. They were they were awful, weren't they? The first half yeah, an hour, that, that they were absolutely half, yeah. dire. Yeah. But they did hit five corners last week in the first half in Perth. They hit nine last night. I can't believe we got almost even money on Celtic last night at home to hit four first half corners. So again, no surprise. Um, looking at Celtic corners here. And I have to admit, but shocked to see the, the lines for this one. Four to seven for over 2.5 first half Celtic corners. I think that's yeah. super nat- Very generous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 13 to 10 to hit four. So I've not decided the approach yet, but I'll be getting involved in Celtic first half <laughs> corners in uh, one way or another. You say you've not decided. I think you have. <laughs> well, I've decided how high I'm going to go because uh, 28 to 1 for 9 first half corners for Celtic. <laughs> I'm not suggesting I'm going to do that at Rugby Park, but I think those lines are very, very generous. Yeah. And as you say, I do think this will be another tough game for Celtic. They are, they're not 100%. You know, I think um, there's some some squad issues there in terms of, you know, Brendan Rodgers still trying to bring his own players in come January um, and yeah very very flat last week against George although they did come back uh, and put in a, a fairly decent second half performance but again it could be a, a sticky first half again for Celtic down at Rugby Park uh, especially on that pitch where, where they don't tend to play particularly well Yeah I'm not sure what the record is at Rugby Park for Celtic I know they've had a few defeats there but still fairly certain they go there most of the time so I think it'll be this will be a good game I'm looking forward to this game, actually. And I, I think Kilmarnock will, will give a good account of themselves in this match. Yeah. So that one's at 12 o'clock on Sunday Live on Sky Sports. Uh, we'll recap all the Premiership bets uh, at the end of the podcast. Let's have a wee look at the lower leagues and a quick run through Championship League 1 and League 2. In the Championship, it's the United and Wraith Rovers are still clear at the top of the table. Uh, and I guess probably game of the weekend, Greg, in the Championship is Wraith Rovers against Partick Thistle, second against third. Yeah, absolutely. Wraith Rovers still hanging on to uh, United's tails, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. They're only a point behind United at this moment in time. They have scored 
I think some late goals recently to pick up wins, which is fantastic. But they can't continue that forever. Um, this match must win for Thistle, I think, for me, if they want to finish second. They may even say if Thistle win this, they could be entering into the title race, potentially. Mm. And I guess you couldn't argue with that if they go, what, six points behind United at this stage of the season. But Wraith at home, very, very strong, having a, a fantastic season, picking up points maybe when they're not playing great, and they're picking up a lot of late points as well. I think for me, probably goals is the best approach here in this match. I think it was four to five at the start of the week for over uh, 2.5 match goals. Um, it's now 17 to 20, so it's drifted a little bit. So, yeah, I think goals for me in this match is probably the best approach. Uh, Thistle scoring goals, Brian Graham back in after suspension last week. And, yeah, looking forward to this one. Yes, yeah, so that's Friday night's game. Uh, over two and a half goals is still available around 17 to 20. And I think given the number of goals in Partick Thistle's games this season, then that's got to be an angle worth considering. Um, on Saturday, we've got well, the one that kind of stands out for me a wee bit is maybe Inverness at Queen's Park. Greg Inverness's unbeaten start uh, under Duncan Ferguson ended in midweek. Two late goals. They conceded, I think it was 80, 86 and 94 minutes or something. They lost two goals yeah. to the Rovers. But it's been impressive stuff under Ferguson so far. It has. It's been a brilliant start for him. It really has. They'll be disappointed to have lost that match. They'll be disappointed not to have won that match. <laughs> um, having yeah, one up with only maybe five, six minutes to go. But eight games in for I think um, Duncan Ferguson. A brilliant start to this. A brilliant start to his tenure. Anyway, this is a tough one though. Twenty-one to ten for Inverness. Queens Park thirteen to ten. So, similar to other bets this weekend. I think if I was to back anyone, I would back Inverness. Just how they mm-hmm. performed. I think. Um, Mackay is doing well, scoring goals again, and David Witherspoon has been a great asset to Inverness so far this season, scoring goals as well. So, difficult game to call. I'm not going to get involved in this game, but I can understand why people would be nibbling on the 21-10 to 10 for Inverness. Yeah, I think Queen's Park just seemed to be on the slide or eighth in the table, but could be in the bottom two come Saturday if they don't win uh, largely because our brother are at home to Morton, the bottom two play against each other. Uh, our brother four points ahead of them at the moment. Obviously, Dick Campbell has gone, Greg. Um, and I guess from Morton's point of view, this becomes must win. They can't afford to go seven points adrift of our brother at the bottom. No, definitely not. It's a six-pointer for them already. Um, we're all into December. Our brother got a new manager as well in Jim McIntyre. Um, I'm not really sure how that's going to pan out. I think they've gone for uh, a steady hand mm-hmm. uh, growth. someone that maybe knows that league got a bit of experience it's maybe a bit backward thinking for some people that have gone with Jim McIntyre for this one but he's in charge will our both get a, a new manager bounce not I'm not sure um, again it's not a match I'd like to be getting on I think given the fact Morton have to win this one would maybe edge me t- more towards them at 7-4 to four. To win this one, and I know the mm. new manager bounce comes into effect sometimes as well, but it's probably a, a match best left alone. However, Morton um, seven to four could be an angle, just given yeah. their plight. Um, Dundee United they're at home to Air United. Uh, Dundee United still unbeaten in the league. Uh, didn't have a game last week. Um, yeah, I guess this looks like a fairly routine one, Greg, for the home side. What I put in my notes, a routine win. Um, United <laughs> haven't lost at home yet, but they come into this under a bit of pressure. 
two really disappointing cup exits in the yeah, Challenge yeah. Cup to Falkirk, and they were embarrassed at Queen of the South, a Queen of the South side who themselves have been embarrassing this season. So two defeats in the spin for United, back to league business at home against an air side who aren't having the best of seasons, albeit they have been better away from home, just a shade below one to two for United, and I would recommend them getting them on your on your acre. Yeah, and the other game that we've not touched on yet is Airdrie v Dunfermline. Airdrie won four, drawn one and lost two at home, but it's just one win and seven at the moment for them. And that was against Arbroath, who can't win a game at the moment. Um, no. Bookies can't separate these two. Nine to five. <laughs> each yeah, it's not often you'll see places like that. Both sides nine to five. Hmm. That just kind of sums up this match. Uh, toss of a coin stuff, really. And again, it's a, a match not worth getting involved in. Yeah. Okay, so no standout bets for us in the Championship. Let's have a look into League One, where it's Hamilton and Falkirk who are out on top. Uh, the Ackies managed to get their game uh, played last week, uh, a fine 5-0 win, and that allowed them to go top of the table. Uh, they're away to Aloha this weekend, Greg, and they're 4-9 to to win uh, again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't mind backing Hamilton and Falkirk at home. It went to three forty nine in an acre, but I totally get why the forty nine, and it's the right price. I'm just not a fan of backing really short prices away from home in the lower leagues, and we've got previous as to why. Um, yeah. Try and urge people away from backing those short prices for these teams away from home. I, I do think they'll win, and I, and I do think the Falkirk Hamilton double will be very popular. Again, yep. you have to get your bets on early because these two will shorten right in come Saturday at three o'clock. Especially once your Saturday punters start putting their bets on. So um you won't get four to nine come Saturday. And Falkirk have already shortened from four to nine into one to three. So these two go will go way short. But yeah, I think Hamilton should win this one. There's, there's no doubt about that. But not for me. Yeah, as you say, Falkirk one to three there at home to Kelty. Falkirk remain unbeaten at home. They've won six and drawn one. I think that draw was with Hamilton. Uh, but Kelty, they beat Hamilton in the cup, uh, which was quite an interesting result and it's just one defeat in five for them at the moment uh, but you still expect Falkirk to get the job done at home don't you? Yeah I think so at, at home Falkirk have, have been excellent this season and I know, I know Kelty are having a pretty good season now sitting in fourth in the playoffs a great chance of making the playoffs this season I think given the form of other sides in that league but at home it'd be a massive shock if Falkirk never won this one. Yeah, uh, two sides with contrasting form are Annan and Cove Rangers. They meet on Saturday as well. Annan are winless in eight, but it's Cove who are still the forum team in Scotland at the moment. Six wins in a row, and I think they had three draws prior to that as well. So unbeaten in nine. Uh, seven wins in a row. Seven. Was oh, it seven? Sorry. Apologies. Yeah, they're flying. How dare you um, mock the <laughs> <laughs> inform Cove Rangers? Yeah, absolutely. Scotland's form team by some distance. I think it's now 10 games unbeaten, seven wins in the spin. Seven wins in the spin in any league is impressive. Yeah. But it's very impressive in League One, where it's very competitive. I think um, last week's maybe helped them not going away to Falkirk. Although I was interested to see how that game would have panned out, had it not been called off due to the weather. But you really can't find a case against Cove in this match. The only case I could find against Cove was the fact they've won seven games in a row. <laughs> They're probably due to drop points at some point, but it's not enough to talk me out of, of backing them. It's an exceptional turnaround for Paul Hartley's side. As you say, 10 games unbeaten, seven wins in the spin. Defensively, though, they've really bucked up their ideas. Just one goal shipped in the last five, 
Um, Annan are no mugs though. Uh, at home, they are competitive. They've only lost by more than one goal once this season, and they have scored in six of their seven home matches. So every chance, Cove are going to have to score two goals here to win this one. Mm-hmm. Rumen and Burrow, we've mentioned a few times, having a great campaign, uh, eleven goals for Cove this season, and I think Annan who've shipped two or more goals in six of their eight games. I think Cove's winning run can continue this weekend. Uh, I don't see Annan stopping that, and I think Cove to win. And Cove to score two goals is eleven to ten. So again, I think that's shortened a little bit now into into evens. Yeah, I think that's a good angle considering Cove are about three to four to win the game. So yeah, adding in goals isn't the worst shout to take it over the even money mark. Yeah, I think if Cove win this, I don't see them winning one 0 I think Aaron I think Aaron will score, to be honest with you. Aaron have been pretty solid at home and competitive. So yeah, I th- I'd much prefer the um the angle and Cove to score two and win the match. Yeah, uh, one that kind of stood out for me a wee bit this weekend, Greg, is Edinburgh City. They are twenty-one to ten to beat Stirling Albion. Stirling uh, just one one in ten against the Queen of the South Side, who are struggling at the moment. Uh, they've had six defeats away from home this season. Up against the Edinburgh City side, who look kind of revitalised under Michael McIndoe. Uh, they've won two, drawn one, and lost two. Those defeats at Montrose and Falkirk since he came in. So Edinburgh have won seven points in five games under Mac though previously they had won two and nine mm. and I just thought 21 to 10 looked a big price against a Sterling side who, who don't aren't picking up many points at the moment Yeah, totally agree um, I think there's been improvement anyway as you say from Edinburgh City especially at home they've already already beaten Alloa 3-0 and Annan 3-0 in recent weeks and they're up against a side of I guess a similar standard in Sterling Albion who we know are on a horrible run six defeats in, on the spin I think they've shipped two or more goals now in five of those defeats too. So I know Edmund City are struggling, but I think the 74 on Edmund City to win was big. And I think they're also quite big to score two or more goals as well. So yeah, totally, totally behind you on the Edmund City mark. Yeah, I just I can't see how Stirling Albion can be favourites in this one, given no. the recent form for both of those sides. Um, the other last game is Montrose at home to Queen of the South. And I thought that might have piqued your interest given how bad Queen of the South have been of late. Um, I don't know how reliable Montrose are <laughs> at the moment, right enough, but certainly um, you would want to be backing against Queen of the South week in, week out at the moment. I think you have to be. It's been a dire campaign for Marvin Bartley. I, I think that Cup win against United saved them because they got absolutely mm. battered last week from Hamilton 5-0. So I did look at Montrose and I do think they'll win. I just think... There's enough on this weekend. They didn't make the shortlist, and that probably shows how strong this weekend's card is, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't put anyone off backing Montrose, given they've had a decent season so far, Montrose, and obviously Queen of the South have been brutal. And haven't yeah. scored in a way, a, a second half goal now, in six consecutive league games. Hmm. Good start, like it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have a quick run through of League Two. There's not a huge amount catching the eye in League Two. Uh, Match of the day is probably going to be down at Dumbarton. Uh, They're at home to top of the table, Stenhouse Muir, who won at Bonnie Rig last week. Stenny's, I think Stenny's only defeat this season has been against Dumbarton. That could be quite an interesting one. And interestingly, because uh, I've made Dumbarton their favourites at 11 to 10 against Stenhouse Muir's 9 to 5. Yeah, quite interesting prices actually. This one, I'd have had both sides marked up the same, or hmm. you know, enough. Maybe Dumbarton's slight favourites being at home. I wouldn't have any out at eight to five. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this is a huge game. This one, isn't it? Absolutely massive. If Steny can get the win here, 
I think that puts them something like eight points ahead of Dumbarton. Although they play the game more, but a massive opportunity here for Stereo to really kind of stake that first place as their own in that kind of three-way title battle they've got with Dumbarton and Peterhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by the same token, I suppose it's a massive game for Dumbarton. You know, if they've got title ambitions as well, it's a game that they're probably going to have to look to win. Definitely. It's must not lose for them this weekend. Must not yeah. lose. Um, I don't have a huge amount of notes for League Two. Anything else catching your eye? I think Peter Head will have their backers at 13 to 10. It's quite a decent price about Bonnie Rig. And one that I do like is probably East Fife at home to Elgin. Uh, both sides having horrible seasons. Elgin away from home, as we know, are just horrible. Worse than Kilmarnock. Mm. <laughs> um, 16 <laughs> defeats at 18 away games over the last season. Well, this season and the end of the last season. So um, they've not won away in 18 games. I think it's only one win in 18, 16 defeats and a draw. Uh, East Fife, they were tipped by many, probably including me, as having a good season in League 2. <laughs> but they're, they're really not. They really struggled this season. But they're at home. They were even money at the start of the week, which I would have happily backed. Um, I, I couldn't be on the note seven to ten. They've come right in, but I, I do think East Fife will win this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as we said, Greg, this is a really difficult league to bet on this season. League two, isn't it? It is. We we don't dip into League two that often. Uh, thankfully, we have done. It's worked out quite well for us. Yeah. Clive Easton again is another match in which possibly goals is a decent angle, eight to eleven. So if you're looking for an acre for goals, I think that Clive Easton game looks good. Yeah. Okay, we'll wrap up there. Um, let's have a wee recap of our bets for the weekend then, Greg. Yes, yeah, so we're starting off in the Scottish Premiership on Saturday. Livingston at home to Hibs, and I'm taking Hibs to win this at 13-10, to 10, and Hibs over 1.5 match goals at 11-10. to 10. Also on Saturday in the Premiership, Motherwell at home to St Johnston, and I'm taking over two and two and a half Asian goals at even money. So that's half stakes back if there's two goals. No bet from Rangers Dundee. St Minvy Ross County, I've got a bet from this one, and I'm taking Ross County to hit four corners and over 1.5 match goals at 21 to 20. And into the kind of lower leagues in Scotland, I'm taking Cove to win that match away to Annan and score two goals, and that pays 11 to 10. And I've also got a couple of other bets from the lower leagues in Scotland that I've shared on the channel. And from Sunday, I'll also have a corners angle from the Kilmarnock versus Celtic game. Yeah, lots to like about this week's card, Greg, and see you sitting there with a lot of betting slips and stuff. I'm not going to lie, Paul, I'm very excited to have my slips <laughs> on the table with a, a Jack and Coke in my hand and watching the goals coming in. <laughs> yeah, sounds bliss. Uh, now, don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg. You can also find the details to join his private betting channel. It's been a great start to the season. I think Greg does about £1,200 in profit in the pot. Yeah, it's been good. A really solid November, a really strong into November. We've started December off well as well. So I think at the moment we're tracking five months of profit out of six this season. Um, a four-month season of profit on the spin at the moment. And as you say, um, just over £1,200 profit delivered for the 23-24 season. So yeah, it's going really well. And hopefully we can add to that um, this weekend. Yeah, so if you're not already a member of the channel, check them out on Twitter um, and get all the details there. And that's us for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and all the best. Bye.